Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we talk about Stefan Gilmore spotted coming back to New England, not renting a Hertz car, maybe renting a Hertz car. We don't know, but actually spotted on a plane. Exclusive story. Uh, heading back to New England could be a good sign. We also have a draft of the greatest undrafted players in Patriots history. Oh, baby. It's a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's officially out for summer let's go let's there go. you go so excited and now you you're lucky you you're lucky you have that same uh it feels like you've you always have a summer vacation since school like college to now yep now yep. it's just work for everybody else oh it's gorgeous it's beautiful hey i'm on summer vacation too spags you're the only one that <laughs> i know right me and pat are just, go back to just hanging out <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think the teachers look forward to it more. than I think I look forward to the summer more now than I did when I was a kid. I'm like, summer, let's go. I'm, I'm so I'm so amped about it. Uh, and I, I was saying to you guys off air, like, uh, first day of summer vacation tomorrow, and I'm waking up early. But I'm waking up early to go golfing. So I'll wake up early to go golfing. I got no problem with that. So the only two things will get me out of bed in the morning, early in the morning, that's golf and the Patriots. So, you know, Patriots I'll do early morning. Golf I'll do early morning too, so. Uh, but, uh, but here we are speaking of, speaking of getting out of now that, no, I can't do it. I was going to try to make some smooth transition. I can't, I can't, I'm not even, no, it's fine. Uh, Stefan, maybe it was an early flight. I don't know. Maybe it was a more, was it a morning flight? Yeah, that, that's another reason to get up early, I guess. So, talk about the flight. <laughs> um, so the, uh, Stefan Gilmore was spotted on a flight from Florida up to new England. Um, looks like he's back in town. Hopefully they're working on some sort of deal. We don't know if that's obviously we don't know if that's the case, but hopefully that is the case and they're working on something. We'll see. I mean, he's under contract, so like you yeah. know what I mean? Like right. I'm assuming he has a place here. Maybe he's come back. I mean, obviously it's a good sign, right? It shows he's in the area, at least with camp what five weeks out. Um, but I think a good friend of mine, Jerry Thornton, said to to resign. Obviously. Yeah, he. I know what he meant, right? To sign a new deal, he's under contract. But I mean, it's obviously a good sign he's back in town. Uh, what what that means, who knows? Like I said, he's just probably coming home. Um, yeah, he's got a real estate probably, 
like yeah he's had most of the offseason in not cold new england right so right. um like i said i think we talked about it last week i think they'll ultimately get something done before camp albert breer noted in his monday morning quarter uh, qb that mmqb he writes um which i think he's really good he's obviously plugged in i think he has a lot of ties up here it said uh, for weeks now, he thinks the Patriots will give him a bump uh, by the time training camp comes. And I, I think that's what ultimately will happen. Um, but like I said, you know, him being back in town, I think that's a good thing and, and good news for the Patriots who uh, open up camp in just about five weeks. Yeah, and what you did see was he was right back on a plane and back in South Carolina like five minutes later uh, talking about Gilmore. So whatever he was doing here, it didn't take long. Like yeah. he might have come to sign some papers. Oh, He's back in South Carolina else. now? Oh, yeah. He was back the next uh, day, the next morning. So, uh, <laughs> Flying Spirit Airline to Myrtle Beach, the, the, <laughs> yeah, right? the only know, flight that goes to South Carolina? Yeah, spring break. He's, he's on yeah. spring break. Um, like, we know contract talks don't take, like, five hours. You know, you're not just right back on a plane right after. So, who knows? I, I don't think it's it's much to, to look into. But it's nice those kids got a, a picture with, with Gilmore on the plane. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah, and print it out, put them. it on their dorm room wall, you know. Right, dude, and all of them, not only did they get a picture with Stephon Gilmore, but then it was all over Barstool and everywhere else too. Like, pretty dope, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so you know, it's one of those things. Listen, I mean, I think, I think then the question becomes like, you say, you know, Breer says they're going to give him a bump. It's going to be a question of do they give him a one year thing this year, or do they give him, you know, an extension? And I use the Taysom Hill, you know, the Taysom Hill example. Of course, it won't be Taysom Hill, but do they give him dead years, you know, void years? to spread out the cap hit or do they give him an actual extension? And that, that to me is the question because at this point, if they were going to trade him this off season, it would have happened already. I believe at least. And so maybe they let him walk at the end of the year um, and don't resign him to a long-term extension. But I, I'm pretty confident um, that he's going to be starting in new England in 2021. And then we'll see what happens moving after that, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. So we'll see, but uh, we're going to get into this draft. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Keegan kind of had an idea of uh, of a new kind of new segment, I guess, to do every week. And so, Keegan, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you take it away. Kind of give us give us the ground rules here. Yeah, I absolutely stole this idea. I don't want to act like I came up with this, you know, revolutionary idea. But um, a bunch of other podcasts do it. A bunch of other thing people do it. No one does it Patriot specific like we're going to do. And I think that's perfect to kind of bring something that's worked and that people seem to enjoy to the Patriots space. So it's going to be a draft every week. Um, the number of rounds will probably vary. This week we're going to do four rounds. It's going to be snake style. So whoever gets the first pick, let's say it's Spags, it'll go Spags, Pat, me, then me, uh, Pat, Spags, and then back around the other way. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're going to do a draft every week. We're going to switch up the topics. Um, hopefully, maybe not next week, but the week after, we'll try to get some guests on, have a four-person draft. Mm-hmm. just try to have as much fun with it as possible. And what I'm excited about is it's going to give me something to do since I'm on summer vacation with Pat. Um, we're going to have graphics to come out every Friday or Saturday, whenever the podcast goes up um, that day around noon, I'll drop a graphic on the, the Twitter page and it's going to be anonymous. It'll just be, you know, one, two, three, and then we'll, we'll put a poll below. So you'll be able to vote for whoever you think had the best team or the best draft. And then we'll keep a tally. We'll, you know, we'll do whatever. Maybe whoever has the least amount of wins by the end of the summer has to do something. Love so. it. It's a great idea because this is absolute um, no man's land for football talk right now. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Especially you like guys, it's just, you know how it you is. You guys told me I could be on the podcast and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something for the summer. Yeah. I gotta You'd bring probably something still to be on vacation if, uh, <laughs> if you didn't come up with this. So, so I'm making, uh, I'm putting the boys back to work. So, yep. uh, 
this Love week, it. undrafted free agents. Um, I'm gonna spin the wheel real quick. We'll we'll get the draft order. So just going. just uh, just to make sure that people know, and you can spin the wheel while we're doing it. Um, but just so we know, uh, it has to be a started with the Patriots. So in other words, can't have been yep. picked up by another team and then start you know and then played here afterwards. Um, there are examples of that, obviously, but um, in this case, we're talking about just guys that were signed initially by the Patriots. Right, and so the order this week is going to be me, Pat, Spags, and then it's going to come back around Spags, Pat, me, me, Pat, Spags, Pat, Spags, Pat, me. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll kick it off with the first overall pick uh, in the undrafted free agent draft. I'm taking Adam Vinatieri. I don't think there's anybody else to take. Um, 100, 160 games with the Patriots, three-time Super Bowl champion, made like the three best kicks in the history of the NFL. Um, went on, played 14 extra years on top of his 10 in New England, 14 years in Indianapolis, won a Super Bowl, single-handedly got them there. Um, I mean, he's the greatest kicker of all time, and Bill Parcells picked him up off the scrap heap um, out of NFL Europe, and he ended up becoming the GOAT. So I, th- I think he was the only logical pick here. You know, it's Adam Vinatieri. I mean, if, if you're the greatest at oh, your position, no, you're, you're worthy of a first pick. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. And uh, it's funny. I saw some some lists had him off of there because, like, he wasn't. He played for like the I don't even know some Amsterdam some, Admiral. Yeah, something. something like that. I'm like, come on, get out of here. Like, come on, he counts. So, uh, you know, yes, Adam Terry, uh, obviously the only pick that makes sense at number one. And so here I am stuck at number two. Uh, and you know, it's funny because I honestly I would have loved the ends here because number one you get Adam. And then at three, you get three and four. And so now, you know, I'm at two. And look, I'm going to get a good player, too. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I'm going to have to go. I mean, I, you have to go with Malcolm Butler. I mean, how could I take right. anyone other than Malcolm Butler in the situation? Because it's a situation where you look at it and just say, hey, that's it. This is this is the only way to do it. So uh, he won them a flipping Super Bowl, for God's sakes. Was on the 2016, 2016 team as well that won a Super Bowl. So he's got two rings here. Played in it well, didn't play in another one, but was on the team for another one. Special uh, teams, we'll, baby. We'll talk about that right now. Um, but you know, but but nevertheless, uh, you know, undrafted player. And not only the crazy thing about Butler was not only was he an undrafted free agent, he was a camp body. He was a rookie mini camp body. They had signed all of their unrestricted, all of their uh, UDFAs, and they were like, "We need more guys for camp," and they just like they just went out and just found some some warm bodies and were like, hey, come on into camp. He impressed during that camp, and so they gave him an invite to training camp, and that's how he got on the team. He wasn't even an undrafted free agent. Like People were like, who the hell is this guy? We, they it completely ignored him. Everyone did, including the Patriots, and they just happened to invite him to camp, and, and the rest was history. It took him a while to see the field too, right? Like he, he didn't even play like the first, or he wasn't active the first like eight weeks. He wasn't, but I remember 2014 training camp. He wore 29 during training camp. And I remember going to training camp being like, who the hell is 29? Like that guy's like all over the field. And Brady commented on it as well. Like, you know, 29 today, like had a great day. And it was like, the hell was that guy? dude? And he just like, he got cut and then ended up making the squad. It's funny. Crave on the block, like two years later, did the same thing in mini camp. Yeah. And then. Got cut and then immediately got immediately got picked up by someone. They were trying to sneak him on the practice squad. I still, I'm still like, oh, and like LeBlanc is fine. He's not great, but like, you know. Anyways, all right, Spags. 
I'm going to stick with the corner. I was going to go Butler if you went with this, but I think the, probably, you know, obviously Butler has the the tenure and the in the legacy here, but I think when you're talking about the best corner to come out uh, in terms of an undrafted free agent, it's got to be J.C. Jackson, um, which I think is funny when you kind of look into that that year, right? He makes it, makes it as the lone undrafted free agent out of 2018, um, and they had actually spent a second-round pick on Duke Dawson that year. And they felt comfortable cutting him and, and, you know, he earned regular rotation as a rookie and then, you know, became their cornerback number two for the last three years. Now was a big part in that Super Bowl. Uh, was it 53 win versus the Rams? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and, and obviously due for a big payday, whether it's here or somewhere else in the next year or so. So um, I think when you talk about, you know, a guy who just, just cover, just cover Jackson. Uh, who knows if he can be a true number one? I think if he ever got to the open market, he'd probably be paid by that. Who, who knows how the Patriots value him? I think he's a great piece next to Gilmore, and I think he can certainly get there. Not ready yet, but I think when you're talking about, you know, the gems that they've found, J.C. Jackson's at least top three. Yeah, and he he doesn't have the moment like Butler, but he's absolutely a better player. Like he, I mean, yeah, he's who yeah. would you rather have? You know, right. they even made that decision a couple of years ago. They they yep. they wanted yeah. they wanted Jackson. So for sure, I will say. Imagine what the narrative would be if the Patriots had drafted J.C. Jackson in the second round and Duke Dawson was a UDFA. Like that's the type of stuff where it's like, oh, all their drafting sucks and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, but they in the same draft they had a UDFA who's like a stud. So it's just like you know. And you're right. We have to have. Go ahead, Pat. No, no, go, go. Instead, we have to have Kyle Duggar kill the the second round DB talk because that's right. My boy's going to be an All Pro. I'm just saying. Joe One Williams ain't doing it, so we need Kyle Duggar to do it. All right, Spags, you're up again, brother. I'm up again. Yeah, I was going to take another DB because you know who's uh, I would talk about. Pat knows. Um, Yeah, I know. But I'm going to say I got to take my guy here. I'm going to go with David Andrews. Um, Damn it. (laughs) Yep. I mean, what's he, a two, three, two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, Obviously, Stork was their original center for that 2014, had the concussion issues, and Andrews kind of came in. Uh, He had talked about when he signed – right after he signed a deal this year, obviously the first time he had tested the market, um, he had said, yeah, I didn't have a plan to play in the NFL. Like I was going to be a live in Georgia and, and, you know, coach uh, teach and then coach high school football. Like I, and, and now I'm here signing a big deal uh, and be, you know, being one of the captains. I think when you look at his legacy here, um, you saw how valuable he was to that team. The year he had to miss was it two years ago. That offensive line was in yep. shambles. His job goes so much beyond just snapping the football. The relationship he has with his quarterbacks, the leader, he's been a three-time captain now, will be a captain again this year. Um, another gem and somebody that you know fits that Patriot way type culture. Uh, those are the guys you want in your building. So I think David Andrews, and I just a fan favorite. I mean, come yeah. on. No, he's That's a guy that like no one doesn't like David Andrews. Yeah, no one's ever met man. him and not If like I could him. drink with one dude on the team, I'm crushing a 30 rack with David Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I drank with David Andrews, I'd probably die. So I yeah. might resist. I might resist not going with that with him. Um, that brings me back to me. And see, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot, man. I hate making the decision because there's so many good players left on the board. But I'm going to take the guy that you almost took, and I'm going to go John Jones. Yeah, that's my uh, guy. John Jones, one of the best slot corners in the NFL. Uh, you know, dominates. PFF loves that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love him too. He's a great player. And, and you know, not really an outside guy. But but the corner, I mean, you know, th- that the slot position is such an important position and he does it extremely well. And so uh, and John. So John Jones is the pick. 
I think, I mean, he's one of the most underrated players, not just so of the, this Dynasty 2.0, just the dynasty, that the 20-year stretch. Right. Like, no one's ever had a bad word to say about John Jones on the field. That, And he does everything. He'll play yeah. in the slot. He'll also just become the safety in the AFC yeah. Championship game and shut down Tyreek Hill, like, no problem. Like, that's – you could put that guy anywhere, and I'm sure he'll, he'd be fine. Like, he'd figure yeah. it out. So, yep. I think that's a great Agreed. pick. That, that brings it to me. This is tough. Um, I'll have back-to-back picks, but I'm between two young guys, uh, one guy that's gone and one guy who kind of has the future ahead of him. But I'll take my guy, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver one. That's the best wide receiver on your football team right now. Undrafted free agent, former quarterback. Um, I mean, he's played 30 games. He has 85 catches. That's more than Nikhil Harry in the same stretch. That's more than um, Gunnar Oshevsky, who's a, who's another guy who might get picked, but He's just a guy who came in, earned a spot when he definitely wasn't supposed to make that team with, you know, they ended up trading for Antonio Brown, but Josh Gordon, Nikhil yeah. Harry, who was a first round pick like that's that receiver room going into that year with Edelman and all them. That was everybody thought that room was stacked and he he carved out a role for himself and he's the guy who's stuck. No one else is stuck. So I think he's he's the perfect guy for this spot. And then I'll, I'll go back around, which this was my sneaky pick. I don't know if you guys would have him, but I can't wait till the last pick to take him. It's Gino, Gino Capaletti, ALM oh, or wow. um, AFL MVP. He's the only person in the history of the NFL to score 40 touchdowns and 100 field goals. I mean, he's one of the greatest players in the franchise's history, and no one remembers him because they sucked. So, Gino Capaletti, I got two AFL. kickers. That's some Tampa Bay Lightning type shit, Keegan. Yeah, Come well, on. it's tough, but <laughs> I, I do have two kickers. So, somebody's going to look at my board and be like, screw this guy. But like, what? I, I have to take Gino. If we let him get to the last round and not go drafted, that's a travesty. So uh, I got Jacoby Myers and then Gino. Yeah, you know what? I uh, oh my god, dude. You know, I, I I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I forgot about him. I mean, the hard thing is that he was playing professional ball before the Patriots, but it was up in Canada, so it was like a little yeah. bit different. So I guess I wasn't thinking of him like as a typical undrafted undrafted free agent. That is what it is. Uh, I mean, he was, a, he was bartending when he signed with the Patriots. Like, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, he was out of yeah. football for a full year. Oh, yeah. Right. So I, mean, I, I thought I thought it fit the uh, the criteria. No, it, was, it does. It does. I, I'll we'll let it play. We'll we'll let Adam go as well. So yeah. as we should. So, um, so yeah. So let's see. So I got. So I we have two more picks left, right? Because we're going four rounds. Uh, yeah. <sighs> when you get back to me, that's the question. So I can't go. I can't go another corner. There's another corner on the list, but I can't do it. Uh, I'm gonna. All right, score it. I'm gonna go with my guy, Adam Butler. Oh, uh, love Adam good. Butler. Great player. Obviously gone now, but um, he's just one of those guys. Came in, filled the role, played extremely well when he was here. Um, and uh, and I and you know, he's he's my guy. I got to take him. I I was pissed that they didn't resign him, but it looks like they're heading towards a. Towards kind of an odd man front with with a bigger defensive line as opposed to the, those smaller guys like well, not the both small but you know relatively yeah. small guys, um and so so I'm gonna go Adam Butler. I mean, if the last few years are any indication, he'll be back next year. Like guys just sign yeah. there for a yeah. year and then they're back. So <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Bolden, Ted Karras, that's right, uh, Kyle Van Noy, like who knows? Yep. Good pick, right. Pat. Thank you. Spags, you're up, sir. That's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna keep it recent. And there's probably a good guy I'm leaving off the board here. I'm looking at an NBC Sports article that ranks the best um, 
undrafted free agents by the Patriots, but I'm going to go with a guy who's who was an all pro last year, Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, and I think he'll start to carve out a role for himself um, as a receiver somewhere down the line here. Everybody remembers how Edelman started. Obviously, I think Edelman was a much gifted receiver and, and kind of found a way on the field with Moss and, uh, and all them. Uh, where Gunnar, you know, has a little bit of ways to go, but I think uh, you might see his role expand a little bit more than, than special teams this year. Hey, him and him and Adam Vinatieri, the only two All Pros on the list. So, boom, that's not bad, not too shabby. Yeah. All right, bags, last I'm pick. Yeah, I'm gonna see I, as much as I want to go Brian Hoyer because I want you to put respect on that guy's name for the amount of money he's made. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the comment here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Ryan Allen, uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three hero. You don't win that MVP. game without him. Yeah, yep. literally, like, if Julian Edelman, you know, had five less catches, you might have uh, Ryan Allen be, the like, an MVP talk. Uh, I got to go with Ryan Allen. I think um, his impact for a long time. People don't, I mean, like, the Patriots probably would have lost 12, 30, like, everyone's like, oh, if, you know, if they didn't win this game, they'd pick Trevor Lawrence. If, if they didn't have Jake Bailey last year, they might have lost three three more games. Right. Like, really, yep, he was right. their, literally their best player. So they are important. I mean, you saw in the Super Bowl, so I, I got to go with Ryan Allen. The only thing I don't like about that pick is that I wasn't going to pick him, and I would have loved to have Keegan have two kickers and a punter on his list. It would have been amazing. And they would have been all legitimate picks, but it would have been amazing. Yeah. I wanted to I, go Hoyer, but... I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about it after the podcast, but there was a chance I was going to go two kickers, two punters. I, I decided against it, but there was a chance. It's <laughs> fantastic. All right, I'm going to go with a guy off the list. I'm going to go off the list here, off the board. I believe. I don't think anyone has him on his list, although they might. I give you guys a little bit of credit here, maybe. And I really kind of want to go with another guy, but I'm not going to take him because that's that's way off the list. I'm not going to do that. But the guy I'm going to go with, former wrestler, never you played football in his bitch. career before him. he came, Stephen Neal. That guy... God. Bill Belichick and Dante Scarnecchia found that man and turned him into a football player. I don't know how they did. I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but they found a wrestler and they said, you know what? You'd be really good at playing offensive line. Why don't you go do that? And he dominated the good portion of the early of the early dynasty. He was so good in the interior of the offensive line. And I'm I love how mad that just made you kick it. So. I swear to you, he was the next guy written on the list. And all I had written down next to his name, like I wrote stats for everybody else. I just had beat Brock Lesnar for a national championship. <laughs> That's the coolest thing anybody's ever done. Like I mean, come Brock on. Brock Lesnar's won WWE championships, UFC this championship. Right over my head, WWE. But he's just done still, it. Like no, no, but he is. was but he was he was a real wrestler though. He was like a yeah. Greco Roman Roman wrestler, like an actual call. I didn't know wrestler. that. And obviously I know who yeah. he is, but I didn't know that part of him. Yeah, he never Two-time played football UFC in his life. champion. Like yeah. like he beat he beat Chuck Liddell's ass. Like this or Randy Couture. Brock Lesnar's legit. And so so is Stephen Neal. And I, I'm up with the last pick. I might take a punter. I it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah, so many there's so many good players on the list though i i won't take it just because it's you know it, it doesn't look good on the graphic i'm gonna take brandon bolden Brandon Bolden, yeah. three-time super bowl champion 114 games he scored nine touchdowns who knew like i've ne- i don't remember a single brandon bolden <laughs> touchdown but he's done it <laughs> he scored one against the patriots last year yeah he did. i mean that <laughs> through any any one of the players that is a three-time Super Bowl champion deserves to be on a list when you're talking about the greatest Patriots. 
to stick around as long as he has as an undrafted running back who doesn't play running back, like just yeah. straight up refuses yeah. to play offense. Unless One of those guys time. that Belichick just loves. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll, always, he'll always have a place here, whether he's 50. Like he'll always yeah, have you, a roster spot. You saw the videos, you know, when he came in for minicamp, he's like dancing in while, while he's stretching and Belichick comes over and hugs him. And I think Brandon Bolden's a very likable guy and he's very good. At what yeah. he does, like he's one of those guys. He does what he does, and he does it well. So, yeah. um, I had to take Brandon Bolden, I like even it. That though one's, I, that one's for Murph. Even though I wanted, yeah, I got his vote. So I wanted to take Rich Camarillo. Pat might remember him, five-time Pro Bowler, Rich Camarillo, way back in the day, retired as the highest-paid punter of all time. I wanted to take him. I decided against it. The problem is that 99%, like 99% of the people that would see that post would have no idea who Rich Camarello is. Exactly. And so I would know. My dad, who I think is watching, would greatly appreciate that pick. And just the fact that you mentioned Rich Camarello, he's like, all right, mm-hmm. I like this guy, Keegan. You know? Uh, so, you know, but but yes, Rich Camarello probably would have lost you the draft somehow with Adam Vinatieri yeah. and Gino on your list. So. So it's probably probably a wise decision not to do that. I will say there were a ton of guys that got left off the list. Bolden, I, I loved Bolden on there. Kyle Arrington, I think, mm-hmm. was a you know, obviously Justin got Coleman a lot too. of flack at the end of the he, year. But he got paid in Seattle, right? Didn't he, Justin Coleman? Yep. 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 Justin Coleman. Justin Mike Coleman Wright. broke broke his arm in the Super Bowl. Yes. Like immediately. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh Mike Wright, another uh number ninety nine, the white, the white offensive line, uh, white defensive lineman, I should say. No one remembers him, but he was very good for like 10 years, and just no one ever yeah. talks about no, him. No, like, oh, yeah, that guy? Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, the law firm, Ben Jarvis Greenhouse. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's tough. Andre, never fumbled. Never yep. fumbled in his career. I think he went, didn't he go to like Cincinnati and like instantly Bengals fumbled in legend. his first game? Yep. He like fumbled in his first game with Cincinnati. Two fumbles in his first game, I'm pretty sure. And he got paid like he got paid like four or five million bucks yeah. to go to Cincinnati. And it was like he had never fumbled, not only just fumbled, never fumbled in the NFL, he had never fumbled in college. And yeah. it's like he went to Cincinnati and all of a sudden could hold on the ball. It's like, well, it's yeah, just it's that's just Cincinnati. Crazy. Uh Randall Gay. Yeah. Good player. 2002. Randall Gay didn't start in college. He didn't start. He was a corner who didn't start yeah. in college and made it to the pros. How is that even possible? The only thing more impressive than that is Matt Castle never starting a game in college and getting right. drafted. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, crazy. That's very true. But Davis Mills, defense, 2.0. He, least, wins. I know, exactly. right? he played 10 in, games. But. In his defense, though, at least, like, he was playing behind two Heisman Trophy winners, at least. Yeah. Right? Like, this guy was just a corner who couldn't even see the field. I mean, like, yeah. Like, there are two and, corner. There's only one quarterback. There are two corners or three or four. Like, right. you could find a way to start a game or two. Shout out! Shout out to my mom who could never remember Randall Gay's name and would just call him that gay guy. She was like, "That was a great play by that gay guy." I'm like, "Yeah, Randall Gay. Yep. Uh huh." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's great." Original twenty one who made plays in the playoffs. That's right. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then the the last guy on my list who I really wanted to draft in the last round, but again, like, how do you do it? Lonnie Paxton. <laughs> I mean, it is. They'd say there you go. Lonnie Paxton, final round. I mean, come on now. Lonnie Paxson's like, you know, great long snapper for the Patriots. Obviously uh, had the uh, the snow angel there at the end. Uh, tats all over the place and everything. But uh, anyways, that, that was that was the, those are the guys on my list. I don't know if you guys had anyone else that uh, that you had on your list that, that was of note. But I yeah. 
I like. I just had Camarillo there. of note. Uh, I I was looking. I was trying to find old guys. Just like yeah. maybe there's a gem in there. Like I don't know. If Pra- most practice squad legend DJ Foster. Remember him? Boom, oh, DJ Foster. He's gonna be the next Shane Vereen. You know? What oh I mean? yeah, we went to like Arizona, Arizona State. State. Oh, this guy. Yep. He's so yep. good. No, he's he good. looked great in that yellow uniform. Enter, enter James White and see yep. you later, pal. Yeah. No chance that guy was ever gonna make the roster. No, he wasn't. He tiny too, like not JJ Taylor tiny, but he was around there. He was skinny. Not he was like he was like a buck twenty five. He was the That's skinniest right. guy yeah. I've ever seen. Well, they had him play. They had him play wide receiver. They didn't even have him play running back during right. during preseason. He was he wore number nine, I think, and he was like yeah, he was running, like yeah, running slants, getting lit up by the Giants because they play the Giants every year. Right. Um, that's all I had. That's all I had on my list was Camarillo, and then everybody else got drafted. Yep. Um, nice. I didn't have Ryan Allen on the list, which is disrespectful. But uh, I knew I knew somebody else was going to take him. And I knew I couldn't have two kickers and a punter. You, so. you couldn't. You couldn't do it. I, but I got to tell you, man, the Geno pick. I'm I'm a little upset at myself because I just don't know if been... there. I don't know if there are enough old people on Twitter to to back me up on this. I mean, I'm gonna that, have to find someone. It is a Twitter serious. vote. That's very true. It is a Twitter vote. But like, still, like he's. He's in the Patriots Hall of Fame. I mean, people should know who Gino Capaletti is, but yep. I mean, I guess maybe not. And I have I'll a little bit. Maybe I have more faith in people than you do. Yeah, I have no faith in anybody. But <laughs> I'll, I'll say this now: it is an anonymous Twitter vote. Um, even though we're we're talking about it on the podcast no, and let's, everything, let's put our no, names on it. No, no, because Spags has like nine times as many followers <laughs> as me, and that's bullshit. Like you just can't do that. And, and not many people tuned in, so yeah, that's a good, idea. good point. Like that's that. a great yeah. point, Geek. So, so the people, the people who listen, they'll know, they'll know our reasoning. But if not, it, it's random. I'm sure Pat's Bubble will give it a retweet, so a lot of people are going to see it. So we want it to be random. We don't want to just be like, oh, I've seen that name, Spag Ryan Spagnoli before. I'll vote for him. No, that's. <laughs> Get on here with that. Hey, Quinn Norton. You never know. I'm a big Quinn Nordine guy. Everybody knows that about me. I, I said that. I said that he was great in college, and then like nine people were like, he missed 15 kicks in his senior year. I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. He'll be good in the NFL. I think he's gonna make the team. I mean, you never know. He's got. He's got. He's got to outseed the uh, the OG Nick Folk. Yeah. Well, he's the only guy that can keep the streak was, going, even though was, the streaks. T- Technically not alive because JJ Taylor didn't make the opening roster. He just right. played week one, but right. I'll let it slide. We'll we'll keep the uh. The yeah, they going. did that. Why? Because they had to put someone on IR, right, to not lose him for the season. Yeah, yeah. I think Kajust, who never played. Oh yeah, yeah. That was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's so, all. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah, just to run down the draft real quick. For yes, do it. Just join in. Um, I had Adam Vinatieri, Jacoby Myers, Gino Capaletti, and Brandon Bolden. Pat had Adam but- or Malcolm Butler, John Jones, Adam Butler, Stephen Neal. Spags had J.C. Jackson, David Andrews, Gunnar Oshevsky, and Ryan Allen. There you go. I, like it. I it think is. it's very even for the first one. Could go I, any I, way. I agree. I agree. Nobody got smoked. You know, like that's that's what Good we're looking team. for. Good you team. know what I mean? So, anyways. That's what we got. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't make sure to get out and vote on Twitter for uh, for who you think won the draft. That yeah, Friday sure afternoon. In. Yes, yes, and make sure you tune in every week uh, to uh, obviously another episode and another draft. We'll be doing, you know, we we'll doing all sorts of things. So, what's up, Josh? Thanks for coming by. Take care, guys, and we will. Uh, we'll see you next week.